Greetings, beautiful ones. I am Ms. BJ Martin, and this is Snails with No Shells. Leave that shell at the door. You see, a lot of us are running around here living in our shells. Some of us are putting muscles on our shells. Some of us are putting makeup on our shells. On this platform, leave that shell at the door. Just be free, be comfortable to be who you are in your own skin. Let's be slugs for a little while. <laughs> Everyone is welcome to this show. There is no judgment on this platform. We keep it clean and we keep it cool. All right. Not because See you of later. Desperation, not just mental conversations, communication. Is it just my imagination? Or is it just insanity for me to constantly care for that deep soul feel love? Greetings, beautiful ones. I am Ms. BJ Martin, and this is Snails with No Shells. Leave that shell at the door. Be a slug for a little while. It's okay. Now, without further ado, I would like to invite my amazingly, oh, just beautiful, accomplished guest. Oh, what's you guys meet her? Bring her to the stage. Hey. Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany Williams. How you said it? Para. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for joining me on Snails and No Shoes. Thank you for having me. Miss me. Yes. <laughs> now let's get into it. I told y'all like the energy. This, hey, we, we ready. We are ready. All right. So Tiffany, where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in Long Beach, California, and pretty much have been in California for 40 some odd years. <laughs> okay. I don't go too many places. So yeah, I love me some Cali. I'm a Cali girl. Inside, out, it just, yeah. <laughs> I'ma tell you that 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 uh that show on the weekend. Yeah, that you know, that uh, that Super Bowl show. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. Was, that was Cali. Okay. I'm just gonna say that was all my all my Long Beach peeps, okay. <laughs> Ooh, that, was, that was fire that was fire so man i was dancing the whole time yeah the whole time that was classic going into history books yes it's just yes y'all represent it for real that's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say nothing about that no. <laughs> yes and congratulations to the football team too it was a good that game was, very yes, good game. They, they that, that was that was a good game. I'm not even a, a football fan, and I had to seriously sit down for a second. Like, okay, let me let me. Do <laughs> I understand. I do. The energy was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Cool beans. So, what was it like growing up in Long Beach? Well, like? I'll tell you. I was born in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. I ended up moving to Orange County um, at a young age. So I went to. Um, La Palma, which is by it's right by Disneyland. So like Anaheim, that that area there. 
Um, and then I ended up moving out to the Inland Empire, what we call the Inland Empire, which is uh, Chino, which is kind of our farmland. And um, that's really where I've spent most of my life is here in the suburbs. I'm in Ontario, California now. Um, when I moved here, we were cow country. Um, I am a cowgirl. I'm going to tell you that now. I may not look like it, but I am a cowgirl. I have raised all the different animals that you can name on the farm, cows, sheep, pigs, and whatnot. I've raised it. And um, I, I, I just love being here. Um, it, it's, it was wonderful growing up here, really. Um, you know, it was right outside of L.A., so you didn't have, you know, some of the trouble areas and things that you have, you know, in the, the city. Um, we had more, you know, animals, more of, you know, being able to have that nature and things like that. And I'm very much the nature person. So I, I really did love, you know, my childhood and all the different things that, I, that have been around me. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Now, what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, I told you I was in the animals. So yeah. everybody thought I was going to be a vet. <clears throat> you know, I was as a child, I remember my mother and father telling me that I would stand out in the backyard and there would be this butterfly that would come and land on my nose. And it would do that. It did that for a while, you know, I mean, butterflies don't live forever. So right. it did that for a while and a long enough time for my parents to really take notice because every day when I would come home, I would book it out to the backyard so I could see and I would just stand in the middle of the yard and just, okay, and I'm thinking about the butterfly and I'm waiting for it. And it would just come and land on my nose. Manifesting so. that thing on butterfly. <laughs> so I would bring home snakes. I was not, I was fearless, okay? I would bring home, you name it, my mother's like, get the heck out of my house. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, growing up, I mean, I rode horses, I, I broke horses. That was one of my first jobs was actually uh, picking up poo first uh, mm. in, in the stables. And then I, you know, I've, I've been riding horses since I was about five. So, um, you know, I was just out there with that. So everybody thought, you know, she's either going to be that uh, she's gonna be something like a, a rancher, something on, on you know with horses. She's gonna be something like that. No, no. <laughs> I did touch it for a little while. I was an animal control officer for about five years. Oh wow! Okay, it was a wonderful job. It really was helping the animals get off the street. You know, taking them from you know neglectful areas and things like that. But there is also a very sad side of the job, which is having to euthanize animals. And that's about 50% of the job, or at least it was when I was there. So, you know, it really kind of got to me after a while. And I had to leave that job and, you know, got into, um, actually, I got into electronics for a while. I was in cellular right. when the cellular, I was at, in cellular when it was air touch cellular back in the day before they were Verizon. So that, oh, I mean, wow, okay. <laughs> really, <laughs> so I've kind of been all over the place with the things that I've done, mm -hmm. but I've always been a people person. So mm -hmm. that I think has really been the common denominator of, you know, what I do today as, you know, as a coach mm -hmm. and um, just, you know, as also an editor chief, you know, just meeting people all the time. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then I didn't even go, did I even... <gasps> I got so excited. I didn't even properly introduce you to. <laughs> That's okay. 
We can't rewind, guys, but I'm going to go back. <laughs> Wait a minute. We got so excited. That California energy. I, did, I, I I couldn't help it, you guys. I got caught up. You go to Cali, that's what happened. You get that's caught right. up. Those waves from that ocean, they will pull you to sure. the ocean. I've seen it. will pull you to the ocean. Okay, here we go. Tiffany is a certified life coach, fitness trainer, best-selling author, editor, and chief of fitness i'm um, excuse me phoenix fitness fanatics magazine all right all right we we good now we are good we caught up <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. yes yes okay so you want to be a veterinarian you want to do a bunch of other things which is so cool which is so cool so now let's get into your how did you get into fitness training you went from from animals to electronics to a few other jobs now you then then you got into fitness training so how how did you get into that <laughs> well i was in uh, human resources for about 15 years so another um, yeah right <laughs> i've been all over the place i'm telling you miss bj i you, you name it I, I my husband tells me i'm a jack of all trades I, and really i am so but um yeah with with fitness you know, back in 2008, I was a um, HR manager at a company. Um, I was driving, you know, two and a half hours one way commuting to work. Um, it was just really a stressful situation. I was in a very toxic relationship and wound up being in the worst health of my life. Um, I was told I was going to die at a um, annual checkup. My doctor said, you know what, if you don't make some changes, you are going to die. And I had a five-year-old son. I'm like, oh, wait, what do you mean I'm going to die? I, I, I can't go anywhere. There, right. There's no way. I mean, you right. know, I mean, I, I, there, there's no way. Mom has to be here. I mean, I had help. I mean, my mother's wonderful and has always been helpful. But I just, I had to be here. I'm mom. So yeah. I just got myself in action. I mean, I, I had a meltdown. I, I'm not even going to lie. You know, when I left that doctor's office, I was crying. I'm screaming in the car. You know, I'm I'm cussing out, you know, cussing out God at the moment. It's like, ooh, you know, because I was that angry, you know, and then I'm mad at myself. Then I was, you know, depressed for a minute. Like, what am I going to do? And, um, you know, I just really got, I had to just pray about it because I was in a bad spot. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, everything about my life was really, it, it was really just in a bad spot. So as I prayed, as I started kind of, you know, reading my Bible, starting to get into some of these uh, self-help uh, groups, you know, I started uh, looking into like Lisa Nichols and, mm -hmm. you know, reading Bob Proctor and, you know, all the different, you know, people out there that help you to change your mindset. And mm -hmm. it really started to help me to kind of change mine and say, okay, you have the answers. Yeah, gestational diabetes when you were pregnant. So you know how to eat. I mean, and that diet right there, girl, I'm gonna tell you, that diet pissed me off. And ladies out there that are listening right here, if y'all have had it, you know. Okay, mm -hmm. stick a string cheese, 12 almonds, that's not a meal, okay? That's oh, gonna make you mad. Yes. So, but I had to deal with that, you know, mm -hmm. while I was pregnant. So I reverted back to that and really got into the nutrition aspect of it. I started researching teas and different things that I could do for myself to regulate my blood sugar, to regulate my blood pressure, you know, to cut cholesterol, because those were the three things that were just off the charts. I mean, my blood sugar was 
in the 400s. Mm -hmm. And so, what's, the, what's the normal? I'm not sure about numbers. Well, your, your blood sugar should be about 120. Okay. You know, I mean, 115. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, when you're looking at 400s, that's a stroke. That's, you know, a diabetic, you know, stroke. You know, uh, mm -hmm. it, it, it could definitely. And then my blood pressure, you know, our blood pressure should be what? 120 over 80. My doctor mm -hmm. says 115 over 75. Keep mm -hmm. it very, very low. Mm -hmm. But my blood pressure was 155 over 100. And that was kind of the normal. Every time I would take it, you know, if, if it was, it would be maybe 156, you know, 99. Mm -hmm. But it was always around that number. And that right there also, I mean, it horrified me because yeah. my father had died of a heart attack a few years prior to this. And I found my father when my father passed, you know, my father and I were very close. So mm -hmm. I knew something was wrong, you know, when it happened and I went to visit him, I, you know, thinking, okay, uh, maybe there's, there's something going on with dad. Didn't realize I was going to find my dad after having a massive heart attack. But when I'm going through this, I'm thinking about, Oh Lord, that could be me. Mm -hmm. That's why me after a massive heart attack, if I don't make some changes. Right. So I started walking. Mm -hmm. You know, a friend of mine said, why don't you, you know, as I walked for a while, then they said, why don't you sign up for a 5K? All right, I'll put some money on the table. Mm -hmm. I'm a little competitive, you know, mm -hmm. so signed up for a 5K. I think it was the Upland Turkey Trot or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, as I trained for that, because that's three miles, you know, when you... Yeah. With some, I started out with a mile, two miles. And as I got to that three, I was like, oh, Lord, my knees are hurting. And, you know, I'm thinking every excuse in my head, but I just had to just keep going. Something just, mm -hmm. something just you have to. You know, it was really my son, you know, and just knowing I have to be here. I can, mm -hmm. there's no way I can leave here. So as I started making those changes, mm -hmm. you know, in the first 60 days, I had lost almost 30 pounds just from cutting the things that I was eating, because I was eating fast food three, sometimes four times a day. So going okay. to actually eating the way I should and just getting up in action, it really started changing me. Then I had to take it a little step further because as I'm changing, I could see myself stepping, you know, hearing that little voice in my head sometimes, you know, this is not going to work. You've dieted before. You've done these. You've been on that roller coaster. Remember when you got down to a size, you know, eight back in the day, mm -hmm. you now, now look at you now, you're a size 22, you know, it got me right. Mm -hmm. So it was really just having to just stay focused. I started putting sticky notes all over the place. Like mm -hmm. you can do it, you know, and just all these different positive affirmations and whatnot. Cause that's what I was reading that it worked. Yes. You know, that's what Lisa mm -hmm. said to do. That's what, you know, all the other like different greats that I was reading about said to do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I hired a business coach. That's what they were saying to do. Um, mm -hmm. Because I really, I hired a business coach because I was in corporate and I let everything just, get me you yeah. know so i had to make a lot of decisions mm -hmm. you know it took me three years to lose almost 120 pounds um it really i changed my whole mindset i mean when i first lost 40 pounds the toxic relationship i was in he left and i think it was really because i was finding that confidence to really start speaking up for myself and I wasn't going to take it regardless of, right. you know, anything. It was like, nah, like, hold up. And I, I will tell you, I was a little brutal. 
you know, for a minute because I was really feeling myself. So he hey, was, he was working hard. Yes. The other, you know, <laughs> yes. Like I could really see that I had settled and mm. I shouldn't have even been in that situation in the first place. So yeah. it was like, let's clean house, Tiff. Let's go ahead. And that's gone. All right. Well, what about the job? You know, it's a great mm -hmm. job, but the commute is horrible. You're not spending any time with your family. Mm -hmm. You're upset all the time. It's taken, mm -hmm. you know, from your mental. So had to start, you know, I had to make that change as well. Wow. Um, found a gym buddy, worked out with the gym buddy, still work out with it to this day. Sometimes, you know, we go hiking sometimes and she found another gym buddy because we don't go to the same gym anymore. Okay. But, um, you know, I just, I made all the different changes I needed to. And as I started sharing my journey, with other people that were having the same type of issues, mm -hmm. they started getting results. I said, okay, you know what? Maybe I should become, let, let me go and get my personal training. Yes, <laughs> yes. I went, studied for that, got that, you know, and then I said, let me take it a little bit further because it was the whole life coach thing. It was the whole mm -hmm. mindset thing that really fascinated me more than anything else. Because I was an athlete in high school. So, you know, I knew my body could do what it needed to do. I was a shot put discus girl. I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I knew I knew what my body could do. But um, I, I didn't know how to be consistent. I didn't know how to just get right in, in my head, you know. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a, a huge journey. But just sharing helped me to get into wanting to share more. Yeah. and give my expertise share my story because it's not my story you know there's a lot of people out there that are struggling with diabetes mm -hmm. it is one of the number one you know illnesses in the u.s today um i am actually doing a uh, show right now it's an eight-week show with uh, gene baker and uh, it's called let's talk diabetes to just mm -hmm. really educate people on diabetes tell our story and bring professionals that are in the industry working you know directly with this disease to teach people how, you know, to really be able to either manage it or be able to, you know, not, you know, ever have to worry about getting that at all, you know, just keep that at bay. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. So fitness trainer to, to life coach, you know what, and every, everybody that I've interviewed thus far, and I, I prefer to call these conversations to be honest, because you're not interviewing for a job, you know, this is just a conversation that we have, you know, but everybody that I've talked to, they've gone through something like detrimental, either, you know, either life-threatening or just something so detrimental that it just felt like they, they, their soul got taken out of them, you know? So I'm like, I feel like, it's like God puts you in these situations and you have your story so that you can have the story, like you said, to share with other people. Yes. Um, and, but you got to go through it to really empathize, right, with people yeah. and to be relatable and to really understand what it's like to be here. And your yeah. testimony is, wow, it's 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 huge because it's not just one thing; it's this, and then it's the, you know it's it's a, it's a few things. So, yeah. honey, you should have knew then. Like you you have something. You got a big job. <laughs> You you know, so you're not helping animals, but you're helping plenty of people. So right, look, I'm still helping animals. Okay? Yeah. I'm still I know. taking strays and doing that as well. But I yeah. mean, my journey is where the phoenix came from. I have a huge phoenix across my back because 
when I lost my first hundred pounds, and I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like tattoos, but I, you know, I personally love them. Um, don't have a lot, but just that one. But it's a, it's it really signifies where I came from, from you know those ashes of life, you know, yeah. where you really are just buried and feel like I there's I, I don't know what to do. I, there's there's nothing. I mean, you know, have no hope. And be able to just come out of those ashes and be the most strongest, powerful version of yourself. Yes. That's why my that's why my vision is is the Phoenix Fitness Fanatics. Yes. Because it is rising out of those ashes and that's becoming the best version of you physically, yes. mentally, spiritually, yes. and financially, because it all runs hand in hand. All yes. So. The rising of the Phoenix. Yes. The, and it is it's a it's it's a I call it like a spiritual death. That's what I'm saying. How, yeah. That's how it feels. Yeah, it really does. You died. It's like, it's it, it's so deep within, you know, yeah. that process of death and rebirth. I yeah. love it. I and love it. It's a rebirth of so many things. You know, it was a rebirth of, you know, my body, my mind. Mm -hmm. um, it was a rebirth of even the relationships in my life. You yeah. know, I there was quite a few people that were in my life that are not in my life anymore. And that's because they didn't see the, you know, they, they, they didn't see the journey. It was like, well, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? I had a lot of people telling me that I looked sick when I was losing a lot of weight. And it's like, no, I don't look sick and I don't feel sick. And actually, unless the doctor tells me I'm sick, I think I'm okay. Right. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, you go to, you go to, you know, family house. Oh, you don't eat anyway. You know, yes, right. I do eat. I just eat the portions you know, and I, and I just, I watch myself. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I'm, you know, very good with what I put on my plate. I keep it colorful and I make sure that I make the right decisions. So mm -hmm. it's all about portion control. You know, we don't know about portion control anymore in the USA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's, and that's, that's a trip too, because they're, they're always going to be, I call them distractions. I don't oh. care who it is, family member, friend, always going to be like little distractions to try to keep you from going up your path, you know? Right. right. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's not, not, a journey. Love, it's not just loving them and just, Hey, you know what? Yeah. This is my dream. It does. It's not your dream. It doesn't have to be, you know, something that you understand because right. you don't, you don't have to understand it. And I think at first it bothered me at first. It was like, wow, why do you know, why do my, my, you know, certain friends or certain family members, why do they not support this? But some family members and friends just don't understand it. You know, mm -hmm. they don't really understand the entrepreneurial journey. They don't understand um, the focus that you have to have on being physically fit and things like that, because it is a lot of work. It is a job. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I feel like my phys <laughs> being physically fit is my second job. You know, really mm -hmm. it's my first job. You know, my second job is my coaching. But my mm -hmm. first job is keeping myself primed up and proper because i have to represent what i do yes because we, we're gonna be looking at you like let me see yes <laughs> and we're listening we're listening to you too yep that that's true you know that's you ain't gonna see me out there eating you know a big old huge you know pile of ice cream and you ain't gonna catch me on camera doing stuff like you ain't gonna catch me out there period because that's gonna upset my stomach all that yes. stuff i am so conscious and in tune with my body you know, I, I will cheat. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I will cheat. People that know me know I will cheat. Yeah. But like if I eat a hamburger, I'll eat a protein style burger where it's wrapped up in lettuce. Mm -hmm. But because that beef 
is really not good for me. And my body will tell me that the next day because my stomach is in knots. And mm -hmm. I'm just saying, oh, man, it was so good, though. That, that, that was so good. <laughs> but do I want to feel like this? Mm -hmm. Nah, you know what? I, I don't. So it might be six months from now that I might do the same thing. Right. But it's not going to be every single day, you know, right. because you can't do that to yourself. Right, right, right. Yeah, who wants to go through that? Oh, goodness. Wow. So, mm, so okay, let's talk about, so so the magazine. Yeah. So you're the, the, the editor-in-chief of the Phoenix Fitness Fanatics magazine and you're an author. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about those. Um, oh, wow. Well, I um, this year became a three-time best-selling author. Um, I started out 2019 in the Queen Boss Rise. Uh, with my business coach, Erica Steptoe. She really, I'll tell you, her and the women that were in our group coaching, all amazing women, uh, wrote in the book. And I went in there kicking and screaming because I'm like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a write. What do you mean? I didn't even like English. Like, I can write a poem, <laughs> but I don't write, you know. And they believed in me and really helped to, you know, coach me through it. And with every single kick and scream, it was, Narcissus, you got Narcissus, come on. You know, and when I was able to tell my story in that and make an impact, it was kind of cool. And mm -hmm. I remember our publisher said, we're going to work together again sometime. Mm -hmm. nah, I don't think so. I, mm -hmm. I'm done. I right. wrote an anthology. I'm cool. <laughs> okay. <You know? laughs> and, uh, you know, we made number one bestseller with that. So I'm like, oh, I'm real cool. Like, we good. Like, I, that, I put that on my resume, right? Right. And then, lo and behold, couple years later, um, COVID hit and I created a group called the um, Girl Powerhouse Network Mastermind. And it was really because I wanted like-minded women to be around me to help to uplift me and support me. And I wanted to do the same for them, you know, with whatever I could do for them. So it started out with a handful. It's now over 300 uh, worldwide. Um, but when I started meeting the women and really getting to know them, and know their stories, I just started asking them, like, hey, you want to write a book? Like, we should, we should do an anthology together because yeah. I want people to know the stories and they, they, they need to know your story. Mm -hmm. So I created the Becoming a Girl Powerhouse Anthology with 10 other women. And uh, we launched August 4th. We became number one bestsellers mm -hmm. then. Uh, the same week, I was actually in another anthology with Dr. Larry White, um, Iron Sharpens Irons. That was also an amazing experience. Um, he invited me to do that uh, anthology when I was already um, in the midst of doing mine. And I said, I couldn't do it. I said, I can't do two at a time. And he said, yes, you can. <laughs> I did three or four during COVID. And I know you can do this, girl. So... I was able to get those out there. Both of them actually became number one bestsellers. So it was August 1st, number one bestseller with Iron Sharpens Irons. And then mine came out August 4th. So it was a very exciting week. Um, really just working with the women that were in the uh, Becoming a Girl Powerhouse and getting to know them. They're my sisters forever and ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just awesome. I would love to see them out in the world even more, you know, doing workshops and things with their stories because it's so amazing when you can meet women that have gone through so much adversity 
and being able to just come out of that and be just a powerhouse, yes. you know, out there, you know, being corporate leaders or business owners, entrepreneurs, mompreneurs, just really running things. Yes. But they've been through so much. They've been in those ashes just like I have, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they're and they're out here and they're just, yeah. So that was a great experience. Um, I'm actually now uh, looking for teen girls to do becoming a teen girl powerhouse. We're looking to launch that in March. We're looking for teen girls from 13 to 18 that want to tell their stories of adversity so we can get that out in the world as well. And um, yeah, that's the way I became an author. And with the magazine, I met the amazing Marisa Blodorn in a uh, mastermind group. Uh, that was really your entrepreneur uh, and mastermind it was Dr. Larry's um, mastermind. She mm-hmm. did a workshop and this woman shined so bright on the screen. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to know that sister right there. Yes. And mm-hmm. I reached out to her and that's all she wrote. I mean, we started, she told me about the Own It magazine and I loved her passion. I loved yes. everything about her. And I said, you know what? I want to be part of this. Started contributing writing for that, you know, doing some fitness uh, tips and things and, uh, you know, showing some of the products that I use that have really been, um, you know, very successful in my uh, health journey. Yes. And, um, you know, I kept bringing people in and saying, hey, Marisa, I want you to meet this coach. And hey, Marisa, mm-hmm. I want you to meet this DNA person. Hey, Marisa, I want you to meet this person. And she had to sit me down one day. She says, Tip, I love you, but why don't you maybe think about open, doing your own magazine that's mm-hmm. here towards your niche and what you really want to do and she really explained to me what her publishing platform looked like and i said oh i never thought about that i mean (laughs) yes you know and she gave me all the tools that i needed to be successful as an editor-in-chief and Mm -hmm. i'm just continuing to run i mean it's like we're you know we're um what is it like the the four people on, on um you know on the on the track you know we're doing that four four the relay like, like okay yeah. stick, okay hey you know and then we gonna just do it again like okay Maurice I'm ready for that stick again like let's let's get it <laughs> you know and yeah. I, I just I love it I mean I never imagined myself doing this but meeting all the people yeah I imagine myself always meeting people and I always dream I think about probably wanting to just have a job where I can meet people all day every day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now it's how I do. And I get to yeah. really get to have authentic conversations with people. Yes. I get to really see their, you know, passion. And if it's in alignment with the magazine, let's bring them on in so we can elevate their business. Yes. You know, I've got a young lady that's in the magazine. She was one of my employees back in the day when I was in cellular. We worked mm-hmm. in a store together and she's amazing. She's got a Coco's Cookies fashion. And she's even said, you know what, since I've been in the magazine, I see my sales going up. And I'm so proud of her for just getting out there and stepping up and doing her business. You know, to say, hey, you know what? She actually had faith in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And now we're able to help elevate each other. Yes, that's what it's it's all about. It's just amazing. So I, I love just these relationships and. Yes. Yes. And I love it too. And that's why I, when people talk about anthologies, I'm like, if you can get in, get on, get in one, do it. Yes. I was in an anthology with a Vanessa Blackwell. She was a visionary for finding joy in the journey. And here I am through Maurice. I mean, through uh, Vanessa 
And then I get connected with Marisa, you know, and here I am talking to you on live, you know, thank you, Own It Magazine. Thank you for your platform, you know, here we are, you know, and just meet so many amazing women and just people, period, you know, on this journey. And I'm just, I'm very, very, I'm full of gratitude all the time, you know. It's such a blessing. It is. Yes. Yes. As when you say, when you say yes to yourself. That part, that part. Stop being like, stop being scared. Cause mm-hmm. I was always the one in the back. Like, you know what? I think that's why I got into HR, you know, because I could kind of just be there and just kind of be in the background running things here and there, mm-hmm. you know? And that kind of just really set me there though. When I started public speaking, I just recently did one well, September did the uh, leadership experience tour with Sean Fair. And that experience right there was like you, there? you spoke with yes. yes. oh my gosh, amazing experience. Yeah. You know, that yeah. that team right there, they changed everything about my speaking because in my head, as I'm thinking, you know, about speaking on a stage, I'm thinking about it in terms of an HR person. When you get on stage, you're basically on stage telling people about policies and procedures, mm-hmm. and, you know, and they just sit here looking at you like that. And that, you know, so I always kind of 15 years of, of being in that type of environment. Yes, mm-hmm. you had some gratitude from people that, you know, got good jobs and things like that. But you were always that bad guy. You were always the person that when they saw you, they were wondering, oh, who's getting fired next? You know, stuff like that. So it really put me in a place of kind of fear of even coming out in front of people. So mm-hmm. now it's like, you know, you're out here on these podcasts and yes. if you met me three years ago, you would not have ever been able to get me up. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I'll run the back. You want me to run the ticker across for you? No, Tiffany. <laughs> Yes. Wow. I love it. You have an amazing story. Yes, you really do. Oh, and I, oh my gosh. We could probably go on for another two or three hours. Yeah. I think you and both, you and Marisa, both of y'all energy is whoo. <laughs> and she always says I got more energy than she does. And I say, you know, I say she got more than I do because really when I'm with Marisa, it's like my energy goes up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because I feel like I'm trying to raise up to be with where she's right. at. You so <laughs> don't know the kind of energy that she emits out there because she really does. <laughs> yes, and she really, she she really, she really cares. She does. Yes. She really yes. wants to see us uh, succeed. You know. Right. Yeah. I definitely want to, you know, want to be attached to that. Want that to be a part of my life. That type of energy yeah. and belief. Yeah. You know. So. Oh gosh, this is an amazing, amazing conversation. Yes. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. Thank you so much for having thank me. This you. has been, yes, this has been so much fun. And yes. So I'm before we go, to spend my Friday afternoon. Yes. <laughs> before we go, just you know, can you give us like one, um, you know, one word of thought, a, a quote, or anything? You know, really. Um, I just want to say when you start to doubt yourself, when you start to give up, just remember why you started. Remember your why. Dig back to that because that's always going to keep you on point. 
Awesome. Yeah. Beautifully said. Simple and sweet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you again. Thank, Thank you so you much for coming on Snails with No Shells. And I know you know we're going to see each other. We're, we're connected now from here on out. So. <laughs> yeah, so before we go, I would like to first say, please, people, beautiful ones, like, share, and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate you. We need to get some more views, get some more likes, some thumbs up going on. So, so at least so everybody can get to know these beautiful people. You know, there are really people doing things out here to try to help others change their lives, you know. And we need to see more of that. We're going to make sure that you see more of that. But you need to like, share, and subscribe. Help us out so that we can do that. Also, my word, for my statement or my quote will be, remember, just like the sun, you are necessary. I love y'all.